Hello, welcome everybody and friends and everyone else who is listening to episode 23 of Save It For The Show. Today, just like every day, every week, I should say, I have on a special guest who's uh, sort of another one of my, I don't know, internet kindred spirit friends in this crazy advertising industry I'm in. It's my buddy Ryan from the East Coast. Ryan, hello. Mr. Fields, hello. <laughs> How are you? Good, man. How are we doing? We're doing good. Um, it's a holiday week, a short week, where it is. It is. every every day feels like Friday, sort of. <laughs> well, it's, it's an opportunity to uh, to give thanks between the coasts here. The West Coast, meet East Coast, hug it out for a little bit. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate that. I appreciate your time. <laughs> you're, you're in Boston, which is a great town. I have only been there once, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, right? I mean, it's like we just have basically pilgrims and Indians walking the streets here uh, the same way it was in, since the 1600s. So, yeah, it seems almost timely that I'm on for you this week here. Yeah. Thanksgiving week, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, that was the, <laughs> the one thing. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about pilgrims and Indians. That's, I, I, know, I know quite a lot having lived here for almost 10 years. Yeah, ask me anything. And it's impossible to say Native American and not Indian, which... I don't really think is offensive. I think it's offensive to people who want it to be offensive, even though it's really not offensive to them. Right. Whatever. Anyhow. So, yeah, that's the one thing that really struck me cool about Boston was I I grew up in Las Vegas, which is, to me, it's like 40 years old. I mean, it's not an old town at all. Yeah. And when I was in Boston, I've never been to Europe either, but I was just struck by like how rich everything felt and like this is where america uh, was sort of born and all that so i imagine this time of the year must be a lot of fun yeah you know it's, it's interesting cause i grew up in atlanta which is also about you know 42 years old <laughs> um you know compared to, to vegas i mean it, it had some mystery but um uh, someone uh, managed to burn most of it down during the civil war so they could then retain much of it but sure. uh, but yeah but like uh, i don't know like it's weird like in a way, because you, you inevitably, eventually and inevitably just take all that for granted. Mm-hmm. So even this time of the year, I don't know. It, it's historic the whole year round. So I, I don't know that it's necessarily sort of like episodically more important than it would be otherwise. I also think, um, in a way. I don't know. Like, uh, we'll talk about my like uh, um, my what do you call it? The f- fun fact? No, the uh, the treat, the daily treat. The uh, what's, what's what do you call it? It's the fun fact. The, the fun, <laughs> the real, the real treat. The real treat. Yes. My real treat will, will also be related to the holiday. But I don't know. Like, in, in some ways, it actually is like the antithesis of the holiday because it's not it's not contemporary with it. Sure. So the like the culture has developed this like sort of anti-contemporary sort of a, approach. So. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It almost feels more fabricated. I don't know if that, that makes any sense at all. I would imagine Vegas doesn't feel any different, like on Thanksgiving, than it does other other days or weeks of the year. But in some ways, Boston doesn't either because of the exact sort of stranglehold that the historic quote unquote culture has on the modern day culture of it. That like it actually doesn't change very much. Does that make sense, or am I just yeah? Like, no. Oh. It's, it's Thanksgiving every day, basically, over there. Yeah, and I, and I mean that in a, in a bad way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, Thanksgiving is good. Totally. Yeah. Whereas, I guess, I don't know, here in California, 
it's novel to sort of harken back on our history, whereas you do that every freaking day. Or, or because it's so much, it's everywhere all the time, you completely bl- block it out. Right, you're desensitized to the grandeur of America's right. founding and all that Correct. happy horseshit. Where when I went, I was like, wow, look at this cobblestone road. And <laughs> yeah, like you're on one knee, like you're feeling it with your hands as if it like has history embedded in. Yeah, right. Right. I went, yeah, like Paul Revere's house. And you're like, well, that's great. I could give a shit. I've been there a hundred times. That's it. That looks like a wasted development opportunity. No, I'm, <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, no, but, but truthfully, I mean, I, I the reason why I stay up here is because I, I really like we talk a lot about like urban development and de- like you know population density and all things that uh, you know other places that I've lived don't have and that Boston has. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the quality of it. I, I'm able to walk to work. Um, you know, like walk home. I guess that would make sense because I walked there in the first place. But right. uh, it's like I mean those things that that you don't find. There's only a couple cities in America where we can find that. Sure. Uh, Boston's one of them. So. Do you, was it weird, like, because so Mitt Romney was from Boston, and is, he's the governor right now, right? No, he's he, oh. uh, formerly the governor. The governor now is a man named Deval Patrick. Oh, okay. An African-American uh, Democrat, actually. Oh, interesting. Okay, so when he was, I was wondering what Bostonians thought about him um, when he was governor. Yeah, well, Massachusetts, and I'm not uh, a, a a lifelong masshole, so I shouldn't speak for the state, but uh, right. uh, uh, a long history of Republican governors. Uh, I'm sure someone more well versed in political science, despite that being my uh, major in college. Uh, huh. uh, um, I don't know why that is. Someone more versed in politics could tell you, but uh, so. And in, in some cases, like has a Republican bent uh, once you get out of the city of Boston. Uh, uh-huh. So, I don't know, people, people I mean, he, he tempered his style when he was in Massachusetts to his constituents, right? I mean, he passed right. a health care bill not dissimilar to Obamacare, right, Like which is supposed to be like the, um, you know, the electrical fence for sort of Republicans versus Democrats. But, and you know, right. so I think he wasn't nearly as conservative or, or sort of, sort of uh, you know, right-winged as, as obviously he was during his presidential campaign. So, I, I don't know, I, I think people generally... Uh, uh, here i wasn't really around when he was governor here so i i don't have first hand mm. but uh it is interesting um yeah massachusetts suddenly being on the map for the republican candidate and i think the the weirdest thing was it didn't occur to me until the night of the election that his convention or not his convention but like basically his party was going to be in boston you know what i mean like where right. and um and they talked about uh logan airport they talked about not being able to handle the number of private jets that had flown in that day for, huh. um, so you know a lot of sort of like uh, you know uh, well heeled well heeled Republicans with private planes, right? Bombing in on a city that like they would never uh, you know have anything to do with politically because of its like, leaning. So it's this strange moment in time where like basically every you know uh, law enforcement officer and, and sort of the, the city was in support of like the Republican presidential candidate. When in fact, you know, most of them had voted for someone different that morning. How crazy! Uh, weird, like, uh, but I don't know, America. I guess, like, that's that's yeah, it's America. It's funny too that all those people flew there in their fancy jets, and then, you know, for him to not win, what what's what's that party like? I mean, not I fun. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. Do you do you get drunk anyway? I don't know. Like, do you do? I, I hope so. I would guess so. Like, if you flew all the way on your private jet, yeah. Well, or not maybe- him. I mean, I 
I was talking about this the other day with a friend of mine, how like, I'm no alcoholic, but I definitely drink, you know, weekly, you know, a handful of times. And I don't, I like the taste of alcohol. I like the way it makes me feel. And I mean, I can also relax like a book or watching TV, but to like not know or have alcohol in my life would be kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's that's a a, a big commitment. Um, yes, a leap I'm not able to take myself. Um, no, I don't like, know anyone who could. Was wasn't like George Bush didn't drink anymore? I don't know. Like, uh, it seems so like he, so he says. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, you're right. Like, uh, I guess for Mitt, like the whether he won or lost, like didn't affect his his alcohol intake. Though I imagine <laughs> many of his supporters, like uh, that, there was an effect on it. But yeah. too. I don't know if, if you're that rich and you flew on your own plane. Do you when you see things going sideways? Do you just call your pilot up and you're like, "Yo, let's split." You know, like yeah. call a cab when the night's going bad. You're just like, oh, "I gotta get out of here." Does totally. he just? Yeah. All right, fly me back to Dallas. You know, like right, right. now, stay in the night anymore. Like that's pretty awesome too. Ugh, I know. Could you that having that amount of wealth just doesn't even seem real, like inconceivable yeah. to just be able to. It sometimes it's hard to call up a cab. Like I've walked before when i didn't want to spend 20 bucks for a cab and you walk like sort of eight miles yeah <laughs> right let alone like call my private jet get on there there's people waiting on me i probably eat watch tv sweet i mean sleep like the i want that life well hey man like uh, we can make that our next like uh, uh discussion like if you want to is how we're getting there i'm, I'm not sure if we're gonna get very far but yeah we're not the right guys to ask i, I need to talk to like a an oil guy <laughs> or something. Well, anyway, it's okay. Well, you did say you have a real treat, which I, I'll share what mine is, which is cool that uh, some friends of mine that I used to work with, they made this really fun website called uh, Ididums. I think that's how they pronounce it, where they made this cool little bot that scrapes Twitter for common misusages of things that drive people crazy, like... Um, uh, I, I wrote some down here. Let me let me let me get my little piece of paper up, um, so I can not do it justice. Um, things uh, like uh, I'm not supposed to have dead air on the show. I loaded the website and it's there. We go. So like bear of bad news. That's right. that doesn't ba- exist. Right. Yeah. Or um, coal hearted for all intensive purposes, not intense and purposes. So. It's this really funny website where it scrapes Twitter for all these doofuses misusing all these things, uh, nip it in the butt, and it just collects them all. And it just, it's kind of sad <laughs> to see how people just are butchering the English language. And I think, I don't know, for a second I thought maybe Twitter made me a better writer because I had to work so hard to fit a thought into 140 characters. But I think a lot of other people, it's fucking it up and making them even worse writers. No, it's interesting, sort of the, the trajectory of like how many now words people type, like right. I mean, I don't know. Like people now have to write so many more words down. And when I write, I mean that's either tapping or typing or you know maybe writing uh, right. than they ever did before. So now it's like the sheer quantity allows for like your margin of error is whatever it was. It still means you're you're misspelling more things. Like yeah, aggregate. Not never never mind like. Just like the decreased value of grammar generally has resulted from it, so I don't know. Yeah, I do. Something about like having to write so many emails for what I do has made me a better writer. I th- and maybe not 
like uh, from a, like a long form perspective. But I've, I've, I think I'm pretty cognizant. But it seems that other people just like say fuck it and they just go straight into reverse. Right. Uh, you know I mean, there's like no more rules anymore. Uh, too, I guess. No, you're a great writer. That's how Ryan and I became buddies because we we worked together on some projects and we yeah, if you're a producer or a project manager or anybody who's or a client services, if you can't write badass emails where you're like trying to convince somebody to do something they don't want to do or breaking bad news or delivering bad feedback, like every sometimes I write an email that's really long and when I hit send, I feel like I've like put a seal of wax on it and like launched a rocket ship. Like it's not flippant. I mean, like I spent a lot of time on emails, which to some people they probably think is a joke, but it's, that's like my number one skill at this point is writing really, really good emails. It is. That, that's the depressing currency by which I, I, I can evaluate myself. Yes. God, it is depressing. What can I do with that? That and a dollar will buy me a cup of coffee. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like I, I fear that every day from like just a career perspective is do I actually add any value to this world? The answer overwhelmingly being no. Uh, <laughs> there are those moments in time when you write an email and you're just like, all right, I, 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 I accomplished something. Uh, yeah. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's, it's, it's complicated. It's, I, use I, know. It. I know. That's but why we need alcohol. That's right, yeah. There's nobody who writes emails all day for a living and doesn't drink. Like that, that person fucking bananas no yeah. they're yeah. going off the deep end well what's your real treat or, or fun fact this week fun fact it doesn't make any sense <laughs> uh, i don't know my real treat was um i'm just curious for your thoughts like slightly generationally like uh, uh, uh different maybe geographically different but this idea of friendsgiving right like a, which is like a friend's thanksgiving um yeah. only recently a thing in my world, I don't know, maybe the last couple of years, people have done this. Uh, are you familiar with this trend? I'm sure you are. Like, you've spent a lot of time on the internet. You know, uh, I have. I saw your Instagram of it, and I can I can sort of derive from the word what it is. But no, please go on. Tell me. Yeah, so for, for your listeners and, and possibly for you, Friendsgiving, when friends, like of any size, scale, uh, they get together and they have a Thanksgiving meal together, right? So it's like... And you know, it can be it's not that much different than a potluck, I suppose, but it, it includes all of like, you know, the traditions that you would have at Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, proper meal, sort of like certain types of food cooked. Obviously it makes sense seasonally and makes sense like but it's become like this ritual among certain friends groups, the same way you have family rituals every sure. year. You go to grandma's house and this person makes the apple pie and like it always tastes like shit or whatever the thing is. Right. Uh, there's this like secondary like sort of cultural movement to add that at like a friend layer. Um, I don't know. I was, just, I was musing on it lightly while we were at our friend's giving last night, uh, and you saw me in my like uh, my Native American headwear. Uh, I did. Wildly correct, but like uh, you know, I, I was in the, in the spirit of the holiday. No, uh, well, it's not like you had re- like oh, God. What would you say? Red face? If you painted your face red, how would you? I mean, yeah, that that would now that would be inappropriate. But a, a nice little headdress was in, you know, not poor taste. I thought it was all right. I'm also like uh, my grandfather's Native American, so I, I get more than like some people who claim like sort of like minority status. Like I, I, I'm able to like sort of swing that with. So I think I'm okay to wear a headdress, even if like, uh, uh, you know, I don't have a full appreciation of of that that part of my culture but um it sounds yeah, no, fun i mean yeah, no, yeah i get it like my family lives in las vegas my wife lives in las vegas so you know once you move somewhere and you kind of ha- your friends become your new family so 
you may have to travel back to wherever for your real family Thanksgiving. But in a way, I mean, your friends, you know, you it's a different party and more fun. So I totally get that. But I'm asking you this now. When you go on Thursday and you eat turkey, cranberries, mashed potatoes, does it is it a little stunted since you already did that on the weekend and, you know, didn't it's the second time in a week you're having Thanksgiving dinner again? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. I, I think I don't know that I've We've gone to a couple in the past years, but haven't really. I don't know. This was the first year we really fully immersed because I think it was the first year that we really contributed. So my girlfriend made the turkey for uh, 28 people. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, last night. So like we were like we were invested in this one, uh, and I think. And then my family's coming to Boston later this week for Thanksgiving here, and so that was our dry. That was our turkey trial run. Hmm. So in some ways, you get the positive benefits of being like, all right, we know now not how to fuck that up um yeah. or to your point it's like hmm like uh maybe we don't make that thing because we don't want it i you don't know, know. i'm still into it i yeah. think it's great and i do something like that similar in my house for christmas and we call it fields miss where uh, it's the same exact thing except it's just because i used to travel like i said to vegas for christmas and we would open presents whether at my parents house or my in-laws house and you know, Santa came to their house, but I also wanted Santa to come here to my house. And when you're with your family and my in-laws and my parents, it gets a little crazy. So the week before thank Christmas, um, and that's when my wife and I give each other our gifts and we give the kids just like a couple little gifts and just kind of do our own thing. It's nice. That's great. No, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I, I think it's both nice and like somehow, I don't know what it says about our culture at this moment in time in America, maybe nothing. I could just be overthinking it, like uh, <laughs> because I, I write emails for a living, so I have to right. find mean, meaning in something else. Of course, uh, but uh, I don't know. Like in this case, I, I think it's it, it seemed positive. It seemed like a, a real treat to me. Uh, nice, or whatever I said was, was before. Or my fun, fun fact. fact, right? Uh, <laughs> well, it's both, and I, I think it is pretty indicative of it. I mean, look, it's like you and me have we've talked on the phone. 10 times we've met in person once yet i think like with our culture you, you you sort of like you're drawn to people and you want to hang out with them and your family's your family but you kind of choose your friends and it's i don't know you want to hang out with them and, and you know what fuck it who cares like you need an excuse to have another dinner and fun with your friends like that's a we need more stuff like that in our life yeah exactly yeah well i mean if you were ever in boston I'd, I'd invite you to my friendsgiving so like uh yeah i think you've you've even you've you've passed the test so that's <laughs> that's what i was alluding to i was sort of inviting myself to it but also saying that um I, yeah you're the kind of buddy that i i think we'd have a good time and i'd want to see that person not you're not coming to my family thanksgiving but why should you and i not be able to have a party and cook for each other a week before right yeah i'm into I it I'm going to title the episode of this podcast Friendsgiving. I think that's appropriate, yeah. And I'm going to use, or either that or fun fact, and then I'm going to use, for the episode cover, it'll definitely be the picture of you in your headdress. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that caught the right side of my face, so that's, that's, uh, that's good. That 30 uh, people, that's a lot of, that's a big turkey. 28, yeah, no, I would, so we weren't, our, our main course wasn't the only main course, so. Gotcha. Uh, our turkey, I don't think, was built to, I don't know, how much does it, my girlfriend, like, she handled all the logistics. Uh, I just carried the thing. I, I don't know, it was an 18, it was a 19-pound turkey. I don't know, it's not, we didn't have to, like, go find some, something. They stole it at the crappy grocery store in, like, four weeks ago. Right. So, <laughs> not, 
we like ordered it like from the extra large turkey person. Well, uh, you know what you could do <laughs> the extra the extra large turkey store is um <laughs> what if instead of turkey you did ham or Chinese food? I mean, if you wanted to sort of skirt the ruining because i think like my mother-in-law the first year we did fields miss was kind of like a little butthurt that we did it uh right yeah because she felt like she something went missing when she wasn't yeah right there is something interesting though like so i've one of actually like he's one of our senior producers here at arnold uh and a longtime friend of mine his name's todd he makes uh uh this thing called um uh raspberry pudding and it is the most fucking disgusting looking and disgusting <laughs> tasting thing that everyone anyone's ever imagined existing but he claimed it's some sort of tradition in his family nice but so the, the point is is like we're not having that in my thanksgiving my right. family's not bringing you know what i mean so it's like it's kind yeah. of you get exposed to things that you wouldn't even consider to be part of thanksgiving because they're just part of other people's super weird like irrelevant culture um, that like you know applies to them. I don't know another guy who's from uh, Louisiana. He made a, bunch, a huge thing of gumbo. So yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, we once other than the turkey, things went pretty sideways from a traditional standpoint pretty quickly. So Fun. yeah, I think you can do it like any direction. That's awesome. I I forgot the for some reason I thought you were married, which is you keep saying you said girlfriend. And I think I, I have a live-in. Yeah, like uh, we live together, but we're not married, and that's not out of some sort of ending against marriage just haven't gotten around to it i suppose right uh, we've lived together for a couple of years so no not married okay somebody texted me over the weekend that they got engaged a buddy of mine and <laughs> they cc'd on a text like literally 50 other phone numbers on this one text yeah and f- f- i can't unlike or untag myself from a text message so I, I got seriously like 40 texts over the weekend from like a bunch of strangers and they're not in my phone book. So they're just numbers coming up like, hey, great. Good job. Congratulations. Blah, blah, blah. It, it was like at one point I was so happy for him. And the other point I wanted to fucking kill him for yeah, doing this to me. Yeah, you can't opt out of that. And you can't be the dick that says like, you know, you respond with like unsubscribe or something. Yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted to reply with. I swear to God. There needs to be. No, we had we had an email chain that would go around. Like at one point, like at some uh, in college, the same thing happened. It's like somebody just put way too many things on, and like some dude just wrote, responded unsubscribe, and then that immediately no one responded from there because everyone agreed that it was time to stop the madness. I felt, uh, yeah, like I couldn't be a dick like that, and I sometimes I, I can be, but yeah, in that I just was like, you know what, just roll it out. It's a, this is a joyous thing for him. Just don't let it bother you. <laughs> But Facebook's the same way. If you like or comment on somebody's uh, first baby picture from a, a pregnancy, you gotta like like it and then immediately untag yourself, or you're gonna be just inundated with shit. Yeah, you're toasted. No, I I found a way to, to disable that setting somehow where it doesn't inform you that someone else, or maybe I didn't, or maybe I just stopped liking people's things. I, either one of those is probably just, both. <laughs> is a way out of that situation. What um, a lame thing to whine about. Like <laughs> like. On one hand, I'm saying how we need to party more and have more like get-togethers, but then when something nice happens, I can, I'm finding a way to poo-poo on it because it's uh, inconveniencing me with like little blip notifications in my Facebook. It's not about Jeez. you. Yeah, it's not about you. Like, what? Why? Why are you wasting your time on it? That's what it. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're right. Jeez, I'm on the the shrinks uh, couch now. <laughs> 
Jeez. Well, that's true, though. I mean, look, like last night I, I posted a bunch of pictures from um, my little crab. I went crabbing and camping last weekend. And I posted like five or six in a row. And my wife, or I said to my wife, I was like, well, if I post a bunch in a row, I'm not going to get very many likes on them because people don't normally like like five or six photos in a row. And she's like, who cares? Like, what, what do you care? And I was like, you're right. I'm stupid. But in my mind, I, I did care. And I, I did want lots of likes. Of course. No, like that's uh, that's totally standard fair. No, I know. Um, but there's a crazy thing about Instagram, too. It's like where it changes from when it goes into the double digits. Like it gives you this like strange sense of satisfaction. Do you know what I right. mean? Right. Yes. Right when it goes from names to the number. Exactly. You feel, okay. okay it's, I don't know. Just from a UI perspective, it all just cleans up. You know what I mean? And it feels much more sort of like uh, simple. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I have a problem with it too. I'm not, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if any of your other guests share the same sort of like uh, egocentric nature of you and I, but uh, you and I at least seem to share that that much. Oh, we're being honest about it. Everybody wants it, and everybody wants a like and a retweet and a, a reply, but maybe they're just not admitting it. Who's who's the best retweet? Have you ever gotten like anyone awesome, famous retweet you or something? No, I never have. One time I had a tweet. And I've I've been I saw it the other day I've been on Twitter since two thousand seven but I only have like seven thousand tweets and one time I got a retweeted like a hundred times like one tweet and it was some snarky ass comment about calling the cloud the internet I really don't remember what it was but I was pretty fucking pumped on it but I didn't get one new follower <laughs> from any of that so it's like who cares like an yeah. I know. So that means they saw my feed and were like, all right, that tweet was cute. I'll retweet it. The rest of his shit, not interested. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, I, I, I like it. To, you? Like, you know, you see celebrities out in the real world or whatever and people go talk to them. That's like not my thing. I say, I don't like bothering people. Like, I get, I'm too awkward. I don't like confrontation. <clears throat> um, but uh, one time, Wendell Pierce, I don't know if you know who Wendell Pierce is, he, uh, he played Bunk on the Wire. Uh, oh. Um, don't don't ask me about the wire. You're, you're gonna yell at me. I it's one of those shows I haven't watched. I know I need to, but I I recognize the name. He's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. He's also on Treme. Like, uh, um, uh, if you watch Treme, if you don't, that's fine too. But it's David Simon, same guy that did the wire. Anyway, okay. personal hero of mine because I'm addicted to the wire, as are most uh, white people. Um, right. <laughs> and he uh, anyway he retweeted me at one point. Um, it's that's also because I like. Uh, I you know I put his handle down there to resp- you know to do it, but he actually responded and did it, and it was just it was euphoric. And then nice. I like real meta, and I Instagrammed him you know the screenshot of him retweeting me, um, just to inform everyone that I uh, that I'd been retweeted. And then it got that got to double digits, and then I finally felt a sense of satisfaction about me and my life, like at that moment. So finally, you finally felt good at that point. Yeah. Uh, not not all for naught. Yeah, I'm finally putting my my college degree to work here. Listen, uh, I don't blame you one bit. I mean, that's that's the beauty of Twitter is you'd think that that guy was sitting at his computer and he read your tweet. Like up until Twitter, there really wasn't that sort of. That's as close to a celebrity as you can get. Like you're like in their mind, they're reacting to you. Before, unless you met them on the street and shook their hand, you couldn't do that. So I, I'm with you. I would be totally pumped if somebody. Like I, I think I'm gonna do that now. Like I, you know, I did. I'll be sure. Like I'm never gonna stop doing my, doing my friends, do interviewing, um, guys like you. But now that I want to like try to get other, I guess, people on the show, 
I'm going to start tweeting at people like, hey, come on my show, celebrity, just to see if it works. So I'm going to I'm going to try and it worked for you. So I'm going to I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll try him. Wendell Pierce. Yeah, it's upsell. It'd be like hottest podcast, Sacramento, Sacramento Valley. Like, you know, <laughs> what's going on, my people? Yeah, hop on this. Wait for days. I don't know. Yeah. It's like yeah, just start selling it, see what happens. I, I don't think I'll, I'll name check that it's the hottest, um, hottest podcast in Sacramento Valley um, with a radio voice, but I should um, because my yeah, my wife made fun of me for my Albie Sure interview, and I was like, it's being called the definitive fan Albie Sure interview of 2012. Yeah, and um, she didn't believe me because she's she shouldn't because I'm full of shit. But oh. I'm gonna try. You inspired me. And, but she's not the she's not the radio star you are. So like I mean she's not really in a place to judge you. I think she's jealous. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm gonna have her on here one of these days. I think this week my my family's gonna be in town, so I think I might have my interview my dad this week. That should be fun. Dadcast. That'll be a good one. Ha! The dad cast, the dad cast. That's that's nice. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be fun. But but is it weird if you like have you I guess you've done people in person because you did your son last week, right? I did my son, yeah, and I did a buddy of mine, Josh, a few weeks ago. But I think it'll be weird with my dad and I because we're we're close, like we're really close. But I don't know, like we we don't really talk. Like this conversation you and I are having is in a way I don't want to say deeper, but more I guess deeper than some shit that I talked to my dad about. It should be interesting. I'll I'll be tuning into the dad cast. Yeah, I yeah. look forward to that. I gotta do it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, I'll let you go because this has been great and i appreciate your time very much awesome no like uh, i i, I want to come back like mike bodge got to come back for a fucking second time like i don't know like uh, I, he did two before i could even do one so uh, listen but you're you're in uh, let's get something down on the map and um you're welcome to come on every day let's do this every day at uh 6 p.m we'll just talk and that, that sounds great. My own, my only rule is if you get Wendell Pierce on, I get to be like uh, your guest, like a uh, jockey, radio jockey with you. Okay. Yeah. Well, you and him are tight, so maybe tweet at him again, see if he'll come on, and I'll do the same. I get to pick his outro music too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So your outro music. So I know you chose some Outcast, but what what made you choose that song? Um, the uh, well, I didn't pick Stankonia, did I? No. Which one did you I? Chose, end up uh, Millennium. Oh, Millennium. That's just because it's my favorite Outkast song. But uh, I don't know. Like uh, Outkast from Atlanta, just like they represent like uh, like my my youth uh, in, a, in a very positive way. I think they're awesome. Like uh, I, I wish they were still around. Every time Andre 2000 like gets a, even a small track on something, I I, uh, I get really excited. Like the in a way that's pretty awkward for a, a white person uh, of my general sort of stature to do. No way. Uh, uh, I, I love I, him, too. And that's why I'm so mad he's only doing those stupid shaving commercials. Yes, the Gillette commercials. Yeah, I talked to the Gillette marketing manager about him. He was apparently quite the diva. Uh, mm. but, uh, anyway, like I, it's okay. He, he, I, I've a confidence to come back. And Big Boy just put out a new album. Great person to follow on Instagram if you need somebody. Um Sometimes he Instagrams like these crazy stripper parties he has at his house. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. So like not not safe for work or for kids, but um, uh, for those of us that are single and unmarried and no kids, like uh, well worth our time. So anyway, nice. enjoy it, Millennium. Great song. And- I will. I will. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again, Ryan. I appreciate it. And definitely, definitely count on um, coming on again. And hopefully I get to see you in real life before. I- I'll probably see you at South by Southwest again. 
Hope so. I'll plan on it. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you, my friend. All right, Ryan. Take care. Booyah. Well, there you go. Well, shout out to you, Ryan. Thank you very much for coming on. Ryan Harms. Love that last name. Oh, I had a thing here to talk about his last name. His last name's a verb. I mean, my, I guess my last name... No, it's a, it's a straight-up noun, which I get a lot of shit for. It's, it's ripe for making fun of and strawberry fields. And people misspell fields all the time. F-I-E-L-D-S. Like, all of a sudden, I before E except after C doesn't exist. I guess last names are open season. Anyways, Harms. Ryan Harms. Harms what? I wanted to give him some shit for that, so... Ryan, if you're listening, I'm here. I'm giving you shit for it. Uh, after the show. This is the after show. Hey, everybody, welcome to the after show. Save for the show. The wrap-up show. <laughs> I'll rip off Howard Stern and do the, uh, the wrap-up show. Starting now. Hey, everybody. And maybe I'll do it in a different voice. Hey, this is uh, Magic Dan on the... Uh, Save it for the show, wrap-up show. No. All right, enough. Save it for the show, episode 23. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Ryan. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.